Success leaves clues, and in the Humans of Imperial podcast, we search for those clues in the stories of our alumni around the world. Carlos Bujon is a rotational product manager with Zynga, which focuses on mobile games and is part of Take-Two Interactive. And in this episode, we take a look at the steps he took to get there. Carlos had so many ideas in the beginning that his friends would talk about his career of the week, which sounds funny, but it's actually a smart strategy to try a lot of things before you eventually find something that you're passionate about. He also has some excellent tips on how to make the most of the support that you have available to you when you study, and I'm pleased to have the opportunity to share this one with you. I'm Chris Roberts, and this is what we have in store this week. My name is Carlos. I'm currently working at uh, Zynga, which is a mobile game stu- gaming studio, uh, and I'm working as a rotational product manager. My friends always kept saying, like, you know, this is Carlos' career of the week because I'd come into uni, <laughs> uh, especially during my, my my bachelor's degree, be like, oh, actually, I want to go down this path or this path, uh, just because at this stage, you know, it's it's a big ask to know exactly what you want to do. One of our modules, relationship marketing, for example. Um, is really the like crux of what product managers do, which is looking at retention, engagement, and monetization, uh, and then trying to like use that data to justify certain decisions and see, you know, mm-hmm. um, should we go down this path or this path? I think it clicked um, when I just thought back about what I personally was always interested in. And um, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, gaming companies have all sorts of roles, right? You've got mm-hmm. roles in finance, you've got roles in HR, you've got every role that a big company has. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, any skill is welcome. I was thinking of whether I was going to say this because it's going to make me sound like the career service has a gun to my head. This is my conversation with Carlos Bujon. Carlos, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Why don't we start with an introduction from yourself? And maybe you could tell us a bit about yourself as well. Sure. Um, Yeah, happy to be here. So my name is Carlos. I'm currently working at uh, Zynga, which is a mobile gaming studio. uh, And I'm working as a rotational product manager. Um, I did the MSc strategic marketing course in 2021 to 2022. uh, And... Yeah, just happy to be here to talk about the career service. Cool. Thanks for that. Why don't we go back to the start then? Can you maybe start before Imperial? Can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing before Imperial? I'm right in thinking you kind of went school, college, uni, that sort of route. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so that's that's exactly right. Um, So before I did my degree at Imperial, I actually studied uh, international relations. So um, slightly different field, um, kind of Bachelor of Arts, um, and, you know, I was always interested in international relations. It was a skill set that uh, I learned during, you know, high school that I was particularly good at in econ history. Um, but during my degree, I realized that while it's something I was really interested in, it's not necessarily something I wanted to do career wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the opportunity to do some internships in marketing uh, and get some like part time work experience there, which, um, you know, then helped me make the decision to follow up my bachelor's with a master's um, just to help transition me more into 
mm. uh, that area and something that I really wanted to do career-wise as well. Yeah, so you, so you sort of dip your toe in with a few internships. Did that help to help you decide what you wanted to do next and kind of point you towards doing your master's? It, definitely. Um, so I think without those internships, I wouldn't really have had much of an idea of what marketing was. Mm. Uh, I think it was, yeah, during 2020, it was like a bit before the pandemic. Uh, and then as well during when I was just applying to different internships to get any sort of work experience and understanding what sort of roles were out there that could be interesting. Uh, I'd always been interested in tech. Uh, and yeah, I ended up doing a uh, internship at IOX, which was a uh, marketing startup in Dusseldorf country, or mm. the city I'm originally from. Um, and yeah, that really helped shape uh, the the future for me and understanding what areas I was more interested in mm. career-wise. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, we expect a lot from young people. We, you know, you make big decisions when you go to university on what you're going to study and what you're going to do next. It's, um, you know, it's hard to know exactly what you're passionate about and exactly what you're interested in at that stage of your life when you're so young. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I'm happy that it helped me figure it out. But I also know that, uh, you know, it's not necessarily always the case and it's always something that changes. And I think my friends always kept saying like, you know, this is Carlos career of the week. Cause I'd come into uni, <laughs> uh, especially during my, my, my bachelor's degree, be like, Oh, actually I want to go down this path or this path. Uh, just cause at this stage, you know, it's, it's a big ask to know exactly what you want to do. Mm. Um, and there's so many different career paths out there that yeah, it's, it's quite tricky to, to focus on one, uh, unless you mm. really know exactly what you have a passion for. I'm not convinced most people do know what they want to do at that stage. And, you know, a lot of people go to university and don't work in the field that they studied in. I'm, a, I'm an example of that. I'm not even going to tell you what I studied, but what I do now is absolutely unrelated to it. Um, so you came to Imperial after after you did your master's. Um, yeah. Talk us through what you studied. Uh, it was 21, 22. Is that right? Yes. Uh, yeah, 21, yes. Yeah, tell us, talk us through what you studied and kind of what your experience was while you were at Imperial. Yeah. Uh, so I did the MSc in strategic marketing, um, obviously, sort of as an extension to my internship and part-time work experience and uh, as a means for me to position myself better for the job market uh, and, you know, get some of those roles. Um, I thought I was very surprised initially at how much of my skills in my bachelor's degree ended up being quite useful as well for my uh, master's. So I think a lot of my peers, um, at least those that also went straight from the bachelor to the master's, had also done something more in the uh, kind of business-related bachelors. Um, but I think having that Bachelor of Arts background, uh, especially for a lot of the reports we had to write and a lot of the mm. communication that comes with um, a lot of you know, university at the end of the day, mm. uh, was really, really helpful. And um a lot of the group work we ended up doing uh, allowed me to really utilize that strength in both communication and editing our essays. I've been editor for like a think tank at university as well. Yeah. Uh, I was quite surprised at how much those skills were transferable. Uh, and yeah. I think it was genuinely quite good experience. It's a funny one that I think, because I totally agree. Um, I think what you get from university is a lot more than just the subject that you study. You get a huge amount of transferable skills, just things like critical thinking and teamwork and communication, things like everybody has to an extent. But I think 
I mean, for me anyway, it was a while ago now, but the personal takeaway from university, I didn't work in the field I studied, but I still use the critical thinking skills and a lot of the, the transferable skills that I took from then. No, definitely. But uh, I wouldn't obviously say that all I did was hone the skills that I already had, right? I didn't just mm -hmm. go into my master's and go, you know, I'm good at this, good at communication and, uh, you know, essay writing and mm. making an argument. Uh, I think I learned a lot in addition to that, um, that yeah. ended up helping me further down the line. Um, obviously, Imperial, very focused on, uh, you know, it's very STEM heavy school. So we had courses in like marketing analytics. Uh, I was happy to do, and I was surprised to find that I was really interested in the finance and pricing module. Uh, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that one. And it was something that I'll say I had not experienced at all in my bachelor. So, um, you know, I was able to use my existing skills, but also gain a bunch of additional ones um, that were more focused on like the number of sides of things uh, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, really using data and um, yeah, I guess looking into financial performance as well, which mm -hmm. is always tough to do in marketing, uh, especially with, I guess, less performance marketing, justifying like a TV ad, for example, for financial performance, it's always relatively disconnected, but uh, ultimately the aim of the course as well was to, um, focus on those aspects so that later down in the line, uh, we can justify to, you know, the C-suite while we're taking certain decisions. Um, definitely mm. useful skills uh, in addition to what I already had. Yeah, I like that you said uh, earlier on that you were sort of, your master's to, was to help you position yourself for the market because it sounds like for your journey, you've, you've got university. I and mean, to be fair, your subject wasn't too far removed from from anything so that's i don't think that was too big a deal but um, obviously you you got some experience in marketing you decided that that was an area you're interested in sort of position yourself you went into the masters in strategic marketing which is perfectly logical would you say that um a masters is a good way to sort of pivot slightly i hate that word pivot but make sure you're you're kind of honing exactly what your experience is to then go into the market more prepared i would say so yes um i mean there's the I guess there's like the high level thing where, okay, now it says marketing on my CV as opposed mm. to international relations. So if you're applying to certain roles, it's, uh, I guess, clearer. But um, I think it, it just helps you also get some experience that you might not otherwise get in the workplace. So obviously, uh, I'd interned and worked part-time at a startup, but I think ultimately the knowledge you get there is very hands-on especially in in startups um but it's mm -hmm. you know it's smaller scale uh and you don't really get to look at many of the strategic things that you uh probably get to look at further down the line so uh, with the the course right you're doing a lot of group work, group work on on projects that would typically be reserved for um you know higher level people in a company you're looking at big strategic decisions we had a, a simulation where we basically had to uh, act as a company ourselves. Um, and these are all experiences and frameworks that um, we wouldn't really get to use until way later down the line. So getting exposure to that and being able to say, look, I've actually, um, you know, had experience with that, looked into that um, is really useful. And uh, just relating to, to product management as well. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, I'm sure. But um, yeah, one of our modules, relationship marketing, for example, um, is really the like crux of what product managers do, which is looking at retention, engagement, and monetization, uh, and then trying to like 
use that data to justify certain decisions and see, you know, mm. um, should we go down this path or this path? Uh, quite interesting. We actually had a, a week that was focused specifically on a case study on a mobile game. Mm. Uh, so, you know, that was perfectly uh, down the same alley of what I'm doing these days. So that's quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, we'll come to that because I do, I do definitely want to hear more about that. Uh, before yeah. we do, I know that you got, uh, you engaged a lot with the careers team when you were at Imperial. So I'm kind of keen to discuss that with you, if that's all right. Can you kind of talk us through the kind of support you got? Yeah, certainly. Um, so I was a, I was a frequent visitor of the the career service because, I mean, I mentioned it briefly. Uh, I mentioned Carla's career of the week, but um, it's it was quite typical for me, especially my bachelor's, to, um, you know, want to explore different types of careers. And the moment I arrived at Imperial, um, you know, I initially wanted to look into marketing, uh, and that was still something I was actively seeking. But I think it, it was like the first. Even before the course had already started, I'd started scheduling those uh, careers appointments um, initially with uh, Mark Daly, whose specialism, I think, was mainly consulting. Mm -hmm. Um, But at that point, I was looking into tech roles. And the first big sign for me that this was um, really useful for me to find my jobs, uh, find a job in the future was when after my first appointment of saying, you know, I would like to work in tech, potentially in marketing. Uh, Google, you know, the big tech companies, something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Right after that appointment, um, Mark gave me a contact from Imperial that worked at Google in Germany. Um, I reached out to them and, you know, got a referral for their internship program. Um, you know, being able to see that quickly, mm-hmm. um, what sort of an alumni network Imperial has and how helpful the career service can be mm-hmm. in uh, connecting you with those people was like the first sign that, uh, you know, this is an incredibly useful resource that will help me land a job ultimately. Mark is so good at that, to be honest. I, I mean, you, you don't need to be told he's obviously had that, but Mark knows everybody, to be honest with you. It's, he, he's the person, as you know, that put me in touch with you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah big shout out to Mark on that one. So I mean, what kind of, what kind of practical support did you get from the careers team? If, if, so what I'm thinking is we have a student who's listening to this this podcast and they're maybe thinking about going to the careers team, but they don't know what kind of questions to ask. They're not sure how it might help them. Mm. What would you say to that person? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. But hmm. so I'd say one really important thing that I found to get the most out of the career service is um, at least for every single appointment that you go to have a certain goal or aim that you want to achieve because you always have like 20 minutes or at most 40 Mm -hmm. minutes um and in that meeting i'd say come prepared have at least a bit of an agenda um and i was talking about initially i was looking at you know marketing jobs and tech um working with uh mark funnily enough i ended up becoming quite interested in consulting as well um after a couple weeks time i've been applying to marketing jobs i was doing all that relatively mm-hmm. simultaneously. And then at one point I said, okay, actually I want to go down the consulting path. Um, it was important at that point that for every single meeting that I went to Mark, I knew exactly what questions I had, what career path I wanted to look at in this specific meeting. Um, Cause at least from my experience, the career service is there to help you with more concrete, um, more concrete questions on, things you're already working towards and 
guiding you along that way, getting you contacts for that, looking at your CV, helping you further down the line with, you know, interview skills. But uh, I don't think that, you know, anyone can really help you figure out exactly what you're passionate about or what area you should work in, because um, that's such a broad question and is something that really only, you know, your, your closest friends or you yourself can, can answer. It's not mm-hmm. something that even if you see them quite regularly, I think I saw Mark every like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's something that, yeah, every time you go, you should really have uh, mm-hmm. a clear intention. What career path you're looking into, what jobs you're currently looking into, and do they have any extra jobs or contacts in that area that they can give you? Yeah. So how did you how did you go from what was it, Carlos Career of the Week, to <laughs> having a clear idea of what you wanted to do? And did that um, ever happen? Because I, you know, I'm, I, I'm, happen, not, yeah. I'm not 100 convinced that people always know exactly where they want to be, and you know, people do change in the future. So yeah, yeah how did you transition from from not knowing to having a bit of a clearer idea? I think it clicked um when i just thought back about what i personally was always interested in and i think it was it's always been you know huge video game fan um i think it partly to blame is my older brother who just always uh bestowed his nerdism onto me but um yeah i think it, it clicked when i went uh you know it's important also to go to all the other careers uh people because um you know you only get a certain view if you only go to say mark daly for example uh Mm -hmm. this is when i went to chloe chambers who i think is in charge of Mm -hmm. uh, tnt uh i went there uh, i spoke to her and realized that you know i've always been interested in gaming i've kind of um never seen that in a professional light because it Mm -hmm. always seemed like i guess a distraction from university and work in general uh and realizing now with marketing that had technically opened a door for working in the video game industry as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went and spoke to her. Uh, and the first thing she said was, oh, actually, last week, um, there was a former student here that gave a talk about product management. He works at a gaming company, which is Zynga, where I work at now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he's having another talk next week with the MBAs. Um, you know, why don't you go have a chat with him? Uh, and I can sneak you into that event. <laughs> so... I think while it's good to explore the different options, ultimately, um, if you're actively seeking those, you'll probably be more likely to find something uh, and actually be able to speak to someone that works in a field that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's very easy to sit there and think about the, all the different things that you can do, but it's once you actually try and apply to the different types of jobs that you're looking into that you really realize, am I willing to put in the effort for this? Am I interested enough to actually, um, you know, go through this entire process, go through all these interviews. Mm -hmm. Um, I know in my bachelor's degree, I was looking at finance roles without actually understanding what an investment banker or someone in risk management did. I was just Mm -hmm. applying for the sake of it. I was never going to make any of those jobs um, because I think you realize quite quickly when you're applying, if you're not putting in the effort into it, then this probably isn't something that you're really interested in. Mm -hmm. And I think that helped me um, boil down what I was actually interested in. And consulting, I mean, it's still really interesting. I think ultimately it was, I got an offer in a video game company. I'm going to take this. Mm -hmm. Um, But that doesn't mean that maybe one day in the future, 
uh, I can't go back and, and maybe look into working at a consulting company for a couple of years, right? Hmm. To be honest, listen to what your experience was and the way you went about things. You're kind of the model student for mm-hmm. kind of engaging with the careers team and, and the results that that can have. So from the sounds of it, you went to speak to a careers consultant. You were speaking to somebody specifically about a sector, I think, Mark Consulting. Um, you then spoke to another consultant who looked after a different sector, which again, absolutely model behavior because we want you to explore different options and things like that. And you're looking into what you can do. You found out about an event with a games company that clicked with your passions. And then you found a way to get to that event and spoke to somebody. That's, that's the kind of thing, you know, we would love all students to be able to do and to be able to to try and do. Did that, how did that meeting go when you went to that event and you spoke to the person, how did that go? And did that, you said they were from the, the company you're at now. Did that lead to, an opportunity from there um so to answer the second question yes mm-hmm. that was ultimately my referral into the uh, rotation product management product management scheme that i'm in now mm-hmm. um and i mean i before meeting them i'd obviously done my research on the game they were working on mm-hmm. the company they're working on all that stuff um so i had like that knowledge in the back of my head to talk yeah. about what they're specifically working on but um you know, we had our one-to-one, I think it was in the careers department. Uh, we talked about stuff and I realized like talking about just the game he's working on and the competitors he's looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized like, wow, all this knowledge I've had in the back of my brain on different video games that I've played and different videos I've watched on on YouTube, on the video game industry, this is now relevant. And I was having a bunch of fun just talking about his day-to-day and, and looking at like the type of stuff he was doing. He was looking at like a deconstruct of a, another mobile game. So he was playing that and boiling down like what they do well, what they don't do well. Um, mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that meeting went really well because I, I realized like I was having this conversation and I was having a bunch of fun just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that in my head, actually working in this field is probably something I'd also really enjoy um so yeah being able to have that one-to-one conversation and really get into the weeds of what he does uh was incredibly helpful to help me make that decision ultimately that's something i wanted to do there were two things you said that i really like one of them was that you're having a bunch of fun talking about it and it's so much easier to do this kind of research when it's something you're passionate about and it's something you enjoy and obviously you kind of have to do less research if it's something you already know a lot about, if it's something like the you know, gaming that you're that you're really into. The other thing, you mentioned talking about the competitors. I personally think that's one of those top tips that people don't think about when you're doing your research. Look at who the competitors are. How did they react when you were talking about their competitors? Because like, it, it shows that you've looked a little bit deeper into the market rather than just looking at the company or the job that you're you're going for. You've looked much wider. Yeah. Um I mean, obviously, I, I had done it a bit intentionally as well. I was course, yeah. coming into this uh, as well during the during the talk they did, and I was like, "Oh, I had a question about this specific thing about the game you're working on." Um, but I mean, as and I can't I can't speak for them, obviously. But uh, if I were in their shoes and someone's coming at me, and I could tell that they've done their research, uh, it just makes it that much easier to feel comfortable to to give them that referral at the end of the day, right? Like, mm. if you're you know, referring someone to a company, knowing that they've done their research just makes it so much easier because even if they don't end up getting the job, you know, you put a candidate through that was passionate about it and that's going to put in the effort. Um, And 
yeah, I think you could tell that, that they were impressed and knew that I was interested and mm. that makes the conversation so much easier. Yeah. Uh, cause if I had, you know, if I'd come into that conversation and said, all right, convince me that this is a job that I should be interested in. I mean, what were they going to do at that point? Like this, mm. uh, yeah, there's no point in having that conversation at the end of the day. Okay. So talk us through, um, your current role. Um, maybe tell us a little bit more about it, if that's all right. Yeah. So I'm a rotational product manager. Uh, I've been working on some unreleased games, so I won't go into like the specific details, but I'll give a general overview uh, of the the role itself. So a product manager is predominantly responsible for like the main business metrics um, Mm -hmm. and specifically in gaming, those are uh, engagement. So how much a player plays the game, uh, monetization, which is the spend a player, um, inputs into the game so for free to play games that's uh like cosmetic items or um you know gotchas which are like loot boxes or uh the retention which is uh does the player come back uh, the next day or the day after that and as product manager what you're trying to do is consistently uplifting those metrics and uh you do that by um first looking at a feature and pitching how to improve it uh, so that can be based on data you have internally in the company or data you get from competitors. So if, uh, you know, this game is doing this really well, uh, I think that this is going to increase the engagement. So players are going to play the game more if we implement this feature. Um, once you've pitched that and you typically have to tie it to like those business metrics, um, it's then up to um, development, arts, uh, user experience, user interface, all those different disciplines to come together to help craft that feature. Mm. Um, and what's important to know as well in product management is um, that some people say that you're like the CEO of a feature. Um, that's not really the case because you're at the same level as everyone else. So it's really mm. important that you got to um, you know, lead without authority and justify what you're doing with these metrics. That's like your main powers, using data to explain to everyone and to convince everyone that this is something that'll help the game and get everyone to rally behind this. Mm. Um, once that feature has been implemented, and this is kind of the main difference between um, something like product management and consulting, is you need to end up measuring the success of what you've just implemented based mm. on what you initially said it would do. Um, and you do that in games at least by uh, experimenting and trying different things uh, looking into the data, similar to how in marketing you can do like an A-B test uh, to see, you know, does this variant work or this variant work? Um, once you've done that, you see, uh, you know, this has worked, this has not worked. Mm. Why hasn't it worked? You iterate, or if it has worked, let's implement this and, you know, look into the future uh, to see what else we can do. So it's that consistent loop of, uh, you know, pitching a new feature, um, experimenting on it and then iterating based on what that experiment um, has ultimately uh, told you about that feature. Mm. That's really interesting. And the rotational aspect does that does that mean that you work on a few different projects while you're you're there? Yes. So uh, it's a one year scheme. Uh, at which point after that, I would work as a full time. Well, I'm working full time now, but I'd be after the the one year program, I'd be working uh, as a product manager as opposed to mm. rotation product manager. And uh, each rotation is six months. So I'm working on two games. Cool. So, I mean, I guess you get to learn different things, work with different teams, meet different people, 
kind of across yeah. the two different different rotations. Uh, yeah, and that's always quite challenging because um, you know you get to build your rapport on one team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it takes a while to to get into the flow of those things, um, and then once you switch, you know, you've got an entirely new team. And I mentioned, you know, leading without authority. Um, there's a lot of you know communication that comes with being a product manager. Mm-hmm. Um, art is you know quite subjective at the end of the day, and video games are an art form. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to prove to the people you work with, especially once you've switched to a completely new team, that um, you know you are responsible. You can um, actually make a big impact with with your work, and mm-hmm. uh, you know you're going to value the work they put in because. At the end of the day, there's still, you know, talented artists, designers, um, you know, developers, engineers, a lot of people working on this stuff. Mm. So, um, you know, you got to respect their time and make sure that what you put out is is quality stuff as well. Mm. There's a really nice in, insight, I think, talking to you about this kind of thing, because obviously you found an industry that you're interested in and passionate about, and you found a way to fit into that industry and a role that suits you. Sometimes I think people can look at, can have in mind the kind of things they're interested in or passionate about and think, oh, but I didn't study X, so I couldn't possibly work there. So I guess for you, people might be thinking, yeah, but I'm not a games designer. I didn't study computer science or, you know, games development. How can I go into it? But actually, all companies and all sectors and industries have needs for all different kinds of people who work in different areas. And obviously you studied marketing and you've gone and found a position in the industry you're passionate about to work in. I think that's a good insight for people. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. And um, yeah, I know I had my, my because uh, my older brother did study games design. So I mm. had moments where I was like, oh, should I have done that instead? Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's all it's all worked out for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, gaming companies have all sorts of roles, right? You've got mm. roles in finance, you've got roles in HR, you've got every role that a big company has. So, mm. um, you know, any skill is welcome. And Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think the product management role, um, at the end of the day, we've got people who have done games design. We've also got people that have studied physics or maths. Um, it's, uh, quite a, a diverse skew at the end of the day. If you can show mm-hmm. that you have the skills and, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely a good role to be in. You mentioned your brother a couple of times now. Do you yes. think that, that's where your initial interest in games and and the sort of industry comes from you said he studied game design as well i guess that probably links to it is that where your passion for it came from do you think um yeah but i think a lot earlier than him studying Mm. game design it was just yeah yeah. as kids playing games on the gamecube um (laughs) playing mario kart love it yeah (laughs) uh so yeah that's kind of where it came from uh and I'd, i'd come home and you know even if my mom was on the phone i had like a little sign to just be like like i would gesture with my hands uh you know a controller in my hand to be like Mm. hey am i allowed to play video games um yeah it's been a it's been a huge passion of mine since i've been really really small Mm. so uh, so shout out for the parents out there gaming for your kids isn't necessarily a bad thing look at you now you work for a games company that's all that's that's true in moderation obviously but uh yeah (laughs) it's it's definitely um uh yeah big passion of mine so, I mean, you've mentioned quite a bit about what your role involves now. Uh, I want to kind of go go back and link your master's a little bit if we can. Do you think yeah. your master's, obviously it's helped you to get to where you are, but are you using some of the skills that you did, you, you got from your master's? 
Yes, I, I would say so. Um, so there's obviously the direct skills in mm. modules like relationship marketing that relate to my master's. So I mentioned briefly that we we did a week on um, the kind of mobile game case study uh, where you're looking at exactly what I was talking about earlier, like retention, engagement, and monetization. So yeah, those are good frameworks to have in the back pocket, right? Uh, and just knowing that you understand how that basically works. But um, I mentioned that a lot of my job uh, involves like communication skills, presentation mm-hmm. skills, group work. Um, and one thing that set my master's apart from my bachelor's in um, international relations a little bit, which was uh, a lot of essay writing, was that I got to do a bunch of group work. Mm-hmm. Um, you got given like a group every single term. Uh, and you worked on a bunch of different group uh, projects with them for the duration of that term. Uh, and for a lot of those projects, um, I think I was able to showcase the skill set of leading without authority. Um, because I'll say, you know, these are all students. We're all friends at the end of the day. We're all at the same level, right? Doing the same degree. Um, but ultimately, you can always showcase. Uh, something that I think is one of my biggest strengths, which is, you know, understanding where other people's strengths lie and utilizing those to the best of ability. Um, so I mentioned my strength was, um, you know, that essay aspect and editing reports, but we had, uh, you know, other students that came from a consulting background. So, you know, their mm-hmm. skills in creating a slide deck were, you know, untouched. Um, so I think, yeah, there's the hard skills, right? The uh, relationship marketing, but I think almost even more invaluable were the uh, group work skills and that collaboration that mm. I hadn't been able to do uh, as much in my bachelor because it was very focused on kind of the individual essay writing skills. Mm. There was something else you said just then that I think was really enlightening as well. I think we have this human nature sometimes just to be a little competitive. And especially mm-hmm. when you go into your first main main jobs you think you have to be brilliant at everything you think you have to be able to do everything but you you mentioned being able to understand other people's strengths and what they can do I think it's really really good if you can I don't know if you can praise other people's skills and you can see where someone else might be better than you at x but you're better at this and kind of operate that way that's a much healthier way to work and actually a much more effective way to work as well we don't actually need to be the best at everything we it's mm. better to understand what you're good at and appreciate other people's strengths and let them kind of thrive in that way too yeah and it's uh it's even more the case in the video game industry you have mm. so many different parts that have to come together for a game to be successful, right? You've got the super technical side of things, like the the actual mechanics behind the game and the computer code. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you have the like artistic aspects and the concept art and the models for Mm -hmm. every single character. Um, And, you know, you'd never expect an artist to start, you know, coding how uh, things work on the back end uh, Mm -hmm. and vice versa. So um, yeah, it's definitely a hugely important skill in the gaming industry as well to understand like, they know what they're doing. This is their skill set, and mm-hmm. you know, putting your faith into them, hoping that you know it goes the other way around as well. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you put faith in someone else; they'll be more likely to do the same with you. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's the kind of job that no day is exactly the same as the last because of different things you're working on, different deadlines, and things like that. But if you can, um, can you 
I guess, briefly talk us through what a typical day in the life of, of you and what your role is looks like? Yeah. Um, I, I want to say a lot of meetings, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think as a, as a product manager, um, you, you have a very similar structure to, I think, a lot of other tech firms, mm-hmm. which is you typically work in um, sprints. Uh, you have like a certain set of uh, work you want to get done in a time period of, say, four or eight weeks, depending on what that's set at the beginning. Uh, and you meet rather frequently uh, with your team um, in the form of stand-up. So you usually begin your day with a stand-up where everyone aligns on what they're going to do. Uh, and then you go about and do your day. It's a little hard to pin down the day-to-day because as you said mm-hmm. it's it's quite different um but a lot of times uh, as a product manager you are um going into meetings to either check you know the status of something um something that's currently being worked on you're uh you know meeting with designers to look into how you can push forward a feature which initially you will have looked into the metrics of but might not really um, know how to translate in like a fun game sense. Uh, and it's just a lot of um, yeah, meeting with different stakeholders, aligning on uh, what it is they should set their expectations at and uh, yeah, brainstorming more generally what, uh, what can change with regards to future development. This is very vague. It's very no, tough no, for me to, to pin down that day to day. I'm hoping mm. that could be helpful, but that, that may be something to <laughs> slice out because uh, I am actually struggling now thinking about. No, I think that's really helpful. Day-to-day. I think I think getting an insight into just how different it is day to day is really useful for people. Um, you yeah. know, no job is going to be the same every day. And yeah. It's a really good overview of the types of things you do. So cheers for that. Uh, final question for me. Yes. And I always ask this question on the podcast. What advice would you give to current students listening um, to this podcast right now? I was thinking of whether I was going to say this because it's going to make me sound like the career service has a gun to my head. But <laughs> I will genuinely say, um, you know, if you're currently a student at Imperial, or I think we get access to the career service for an extra year. Um, make the most of that because it's it's part of what you're paying for. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it's, yeah, I made the most of it. I tried to go at least every two weeks. Um, and it's a really valuable service and, you know, you can have unlimited appointments. So Mm. yeah, (laughs) my advice, sorry to boil it down to one, one answer. My advice is use the careers service as much as possible. Uh, it's, you know, part of the experience and, uh, they're always there for you and there's plenty of appointments available at least back when i was at the university so make the most of it they're bored they're sitting there you should speak to them <laughs> we're not bored and sitting there but cheers for that no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke <laughs> but you you are a brilliant example of what can happen obviously you've used the career service you went to an event you were put in touch with somebody you met somebody and now here you are working for for the company that you connected with so i appreciate that and obviously it's demonstrably good advice from someone who's been there and done it so i appreciate it uh, do you still get much chance to to play games yourself yes and it's part of the job but that's what makes it a bit tricky because in my free time uh when i'm playing games i uh start analyzing which is not great oh, and yeah. it 
brings me back into work mode. But it no, it's still possible when playing with friends, it's a lot easier. Makes me um, think of a chef having like beans on toast for for their dinner. It's like that kind of situation you don't want to take your work home. Yeah, you gotta put yourself back a little bit and try <laughs> not to actually analyze why certain features are in the game or how they will lead you to retain or if you're going to churn from the game now uh it's a bit tough but no it, it's definitely something i still do and have a great passion for good stuff well, carlos it's been a pleasure speaking to you uh, appreciate you at the time thank you for coming on the podcast thank you so much i really enjoyed my conversation with carlos and there were some important points that came through I love the whole Carlos career of the week thing, and like I said at the very start, it is funny, but there's a really practical insight in there too. You probably have a rough idea of what you're interested in, and what you'd like to do next, but my takeaway here is to try things, see how they go, if you enjoy something, great, explore it further, and if not, that's fine too, you ditch it and you move on to the next thing. Carlos is also the model example of working with the careers team. He booked a few appointments with consultants to explore his options and consider what to do next. From there, he attended an event and connected with someone from the company he would eventually go on to work for. But the key factor here was that he had already tried a lot of things, and in his words, it was when he started to think about what he was already interested in that it clicked, in this case, the gaming industry. It was good to hear about his life as a rotational product manager too, and it sounds like he's really enjoying his job, which is great. Though it didn't sound like he wanted to give his brother too much credit for his interest in gaming, which, as a person with brothers, I can completely understand. Huge thank you again to Carlos for sharing his story with us, and of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Chris Roberts, and if you haven't already, don't forget to hit follow, and I'll see you next time.